Rob here, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode of the RHAP Rewind, talking about one of my all-time favorites, Who Done It, with special guest Kurt Clark. Before we get to talking about Who Done It, this is something to protect you from any sort of the bad things that might happen, like what happens to the people on Who Done It. If you're itching to get away on trips these days, it's important to take a sec and be prepared for the unexpected when you're traveling, just like those contestants on Who Done It. And one of the best ways to do that is with an Air MedCare Network Fly You Home membership. What's that? AMCN's Fly You Home is about taking control of your care. If you get hurt or sick or are hospitalized more than 150 nautical miles from home, they'll transport you to a hospital of your choice in a medically equipped private aircraft. I know a lot of people on Survivor go wrong. They could have used that. And you won't have to pay a dime out of pocket for it. They've also completed more than 18,000 missions and have over 30 years of experience. So you can expect industry-leading care while you're recovering. And I know what you're thinking. Rob, this sounds expensive, but it's as cheap as $134 a year for your entire household. And if you use the promo code Rob, they'll give you up to a $60 gift card when you join. And if you are like me and love getting out there, and nobody loves getting out there more than me... I can't recommend enough the peace of mind you feel with an AMCN Fly You Home membership. Just visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash Rob today and get up to a $60 gift card with the promo code Rob. Again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com slash Rob, promo code Rob. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back here with a a very special edition of the RHAP Rewind here tonight. I'm so excited for this one because we're going to be talking about a show that was uh, a classic in the minds of many of the fans of uh, Rob Has a Podcast. We're going to be talking about the ABC series from the summer of 2013, Who Done It? And first, let me bring in... My co-host here on the RJP Rewind, who had never seen Who Done It before today. We're talking about season one, episode two of Who Done It with a man who everybody knows who he is. It's Chappelle. Rob, I feel so exposed that you just told everybody my deepest, darkest secret that that's your secret. That crazy, yeah, in that crazy summer of like you know 2013, when Rob has a podcast, was always in my ear. I finally have to stop because Who Done It was the new topic, and I just couldn't watch it. So here we are. I'm going to tackle it this time. I'm ready. Yes. Okay. Well, it was a show that was very confusing to many people. Uh, people to me, thought to that. Me, Rob. Wait, what's going on? People are getting killed on a show and you have to figure out uh, who did it. And then if you go on the show, they'll kill you. Is that what's going on here? We'll explain it all with a man who has uh, had who done it as such a big part of his life. He was with me almost uh, 10 years ago when we originally watched the series. Here is the man who talked about who done it before the Clark curse was even really a thing. The tabulator. Kurt Clark. You know, I was I was scared that I would be spared the Giles impression, uh, but I got a little bit of it, so I'm happy. I'm content. I can I can die happy now. You know, blow me up in a golf cart and ship me off. I'm good. Okay, Kurt. I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> so excited for this. Who done oh, it? 
We're back, baby. I've shared this with people who didn't know it was a thing. And they're like, oh, oh, like when this isn't airing now, this way, wait, this was like, you know, nine years ago or whatever. And so there's a lot of people who are now just discovering it. Yeah. Uh, I guess like, like Chappelle. Well, uh, it is actually very easy to watch this. You would think like, Oh, who done it? What is this like on daily motion? Uh, it's actually <laughs> right on abc.com. Correct. Yeah. abc.com YouTube. Actually, I found a YouTube playlist that not only has all of the episodes, but the final episode, it also includes our interview with the final five. Whoa! So someone like yeah crafted their own uh, their own playlist with yeah. basically uh, who done it who done it adjacent Chappelle, content. We hosted the who done it reunion basically. <laughs> yeah, there was no one else doing it, so we did. I'm sitting here with my mouth wide open. Like, listen, I actively like. Let's be very clear. I knew this was a show. Yeah, I just could. I was protecting my piece. I said, you know what? I can't do this right now. I think we were the like only ones two- that watched it. Yeah, y'all got me. They made it okay? for us. Yeah, yeah. And and I hosted the reunion show. Like now I have so many more questions. Like I already came in here with a list. I didn't take any notes, Rob. It's literally question marks all over my uh my tablet here. Um, but I, yeah, I have those questions, and now I have even more questions. I have questions about the final five. I want to know what you talked about. Like I I'm here. I'm in this for the long haul. Let's talk about it. Yeah, if you want to watch a really like low res Google Hangout uh with the final five of who've done it, I'm sure you could find that uh, if you dial that up on youtube so this is uh really exciting to talk about who done it this was the first of kurt uh abc was trying a lot of stuff uh during this time sunday nights came on and i think this probably like uh do we have an original premiere date because i would be willing to wager it was probably like uh about eight years to the day it was like june i think i looked it up yesterday it was like june 22nd or 20th so we're maybe like a week off but uh it was definitely it was late june of 2013 yeah and the idea of the show it that was sort of like a murder mystery dinner party basically it was like clue come to life where all of the contestants were trying to figure out who was the killer among the group. And then the person who was eliminated each week was eliminated in a very literal sense as the show depicted their murder, which ultimately became next week's case to solve on the show. Precisely. It's like, I think they showed up to Rue Manor knowing they were going to engage in a mystery competition, like solve a mystery to win $250,000, they didn't realize that the mysteries they were going to be solving were the deaths of their fellow contestants. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So instead yeah. of being voted off, the killer would murder you, and then we would see you uh, very graphically uh, murdered <laughs> uh, at the end of the episode. Yes. And in real life, these people really died. According to Twitter. So (laughs) that was a bit of the controversy to start the show where it appeared as though that the person who lost then was murdered on the show. And so they really tried to make it look like with sort of like um, whether it was stunt doubles or movie magic that they basically did like a horror movie death for each of the people as uh, they were eliminated. But, uh, Kurt, that was uh, the really big uh, controversy around the show that the Twitter people thought, uh, wait, they're killing people on television. How can ABC get away with this? Like, oh my gosh, like who is allowing this? This is horrible. This is, yeah. 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 
the, the look of disbelief is, is, is correct. Yeah. 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 I, I'm so confused. You mean, yeah. wait a minute. So, so people watched this people the first episode real. and was like, oh crap, somebody actually died. And then they were like on Twitter, mm-hmm. like, how dare you ABC kill a person for television value? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's just, woo, okay. Well, it, okay. Chappelle, that's all I can say. I, it was, I'd say it was a vocal minority. Uh, yeah, obviously. It was not the prevailing opinion, but it was the pre- prevailing vocalized opinion. Yes. Yeah. And so if you saw at the end of the second episode yeah. that they watched, we were treated to at the very end of the episode, Dante, uh, who was the victim uh, at the start of the episode, they had to show him then saying like, hey, I can't believe they killed me on the show. But they, the, so that, that was added in after the fact, an interview with each person after they were shown as being killed so that the audience at home would know, no, Dante is actually okay. Yep. That, I'm, I'm still, Rob, I'm just going to be silent this whole podcast. You cannot, no. like, you know what? I, I, I advocate for mental health in this country a lot. And I just want to say that we really should take it more seriously that in the education system just as a whole. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that's related to anything that you just said. I just think we should just talk about this sometime. We should stop down and talk about how mental health and education is very important and that we should all do the things that we should do to, you know, uh, service those needs of our own. And so uh, let's get back to the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Who Done It premieres June twenty third, twenty thirteen. Kurt, do you remember the origin story of that? Uh, like, I think it was like on our radar, and we were like, eh, "Let's watch it, and then maybe we'll talk about it after." Is that how that happened? Yeah, I think that I could be getting my years my years wrong. Um, you know, I think you know Jessica Frey and Eric Nelson would correct me, but I think it was that spring that you and I did met at Reality Rally mm-hmm. when we raced in the infamous. Uh, last place finish of reality rally i think that's where we were talking and i think you learned that i was a big murder mystery fan i'd run several kind of like murder mystery parties throughout high school and college post-college yeah and i think and it was something i think that also kind of like piqued your interest as well and so when this hit the radar you know you thought this would be a good you know potential fit for me i had expressed interest in this category before yeah yada 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 and it became a thing it was also the the time between Survivor and Big Brother, so it was a good time for us to check out something new. I'm looking at it on the website, uh, trying to solve the mystery that is ABC's Who Done It from June 24th, 2013. So uh, looks like the yep. next day we were up with uh, a recap. Good job by us. Uh, Chappelle, <laughs> this was only the second episode of the show, and let me just say. The show goes off the rails from here. What you watched <laughs> oh, here in episode was not two, off the rails. this was, was like the as like like buttoned up as Who Done It would get. Huh? Okay. You know, I I just have so many questions. Like, just so many. But yeah, to think that it gets wilder than this, way wilder—that's incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, I even say I mean, it's you know my fault for picking episode two. I picked episode two. Yes, I, I, I almost feel I should have taken the premiere, but I thought episode two was where was a good episode to show kind of the structure of the show. Mm-hmm. My only disappointment on episode two is the closing death, uh, the exploding golf cart. That's probably the most mild of the ways people are dispatched uh, throughout mm-hmm. the entire series. Yeah. Uh, do you have a running list of the other more not- notable like uh, 
killings and murders throughout the season? Um, so if, if you didn't watch episode one, that starts out with uh, somebody um, basically being shot by a slingshot pellet, their head ricocheting off of a glass aquarium, cracking yeah. it and getting electrocuted as well, although they're already dead yes. on a soaked floor. So by the way, Chappelle, so they had like uh, <laughs> to start the show, they had whatever number of contestants and then they had somebody, I guess, who was a plant who they bring yeah. all the contestants there and then they kill some, and then somebody gets killed like off the bat, right like in front of everybody. Yeah. I can't lie. This is this is what lost me on the show. Like I watched the first episode and unlike the Twitter people who were like, are they really killing people? I was more like, is this even a reality show? Because if this person knew they were going to die the whole time, what are we doing here? Yeah. But, you know, the fact that there was a plant that makes a lot of sense, okay. because I was like, could you imagine signing up for a reality show? And the first thing they tell you is like, OK, you lose. Yeah. yeah, the end. You know, like what? What did I do? Yeah, there's you somebody know? like there are definitely people in the mix who are actors, and and I do think that that is a very valid criticism of the show. I think there's a lot of things that like oh that are presented to the audience as okay, here's what's going on, but then upon like if you really think about it, it's like wait, like uh, like how how is any of this happening? Mm-hmm. The like like I believe none of them actually. They they stayed in a hotel offsite. So even though if you're watching the first couple episodes, it seems like they are actually in on camp on the on campus on the site yes. of Rue Manor the entire time. But in between kind of episodes, so to speak, they're taking away to a hotel and they will stay offsite. And Kurt uh, like knows about all of this, uh, where all the bodies are buried, because uh, you have become like uh, friends with many of the cast members, correct? Yeah, yeah, good friends with Cam. Um, you know, and even at one of the uh, reality rallies, uh, Sasha and uh, Melina, uh, Melina, Melina were there. <laughs> um, so I just stayed, definitely stayed in touch um, most closely with with Cam uh, throughout this. And uh, Kurt he was brought kind of, Cam to like live know it alls. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, um, one so, in Austin where you sat by me. You don't remember, Kurt? Oh, if I fully remember that. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. You remember Cam from Who Done It, but you don't remember Chappelle. All right. Okay. But to answer your original question, there's somebody who um, goes to heat up a steak and the burner triggers a trap door, like a dumbwaiter opens up and a cougar leaps out and kills them. Oh. Uh, there's a couple people who are turned into wax figures. There's a couple people who, there's somebody who is um, shot by a poison, poison dart while horseback riding. Um, there's there's a there's a lot going on on the show. There's a yeah, it's a it's it's interesting. It's the killer uh, doesn't a, just like stab you. Like no. it, like you get like some sort of like elaborate jigsaw type death. Yes, it's very saw like and I think we realized after the first couple episodes it's really less about who done it, it's more of a how done it where you're you, there's no clues as to who the killer is. You just have to piece together how the crime happens. Like mm-hmm. and, yeah. and so and, and that's what you're very CSI. tested on. Yeah. yeah. And also that the contestants are trying to figure out ultimately one of them is the killer on the show. And, you know, I have never gone back and rewatched this since we learned the identity of the killer. But Kurt, does the killer even know they're the killer on the show? The killer does know that they're the killer. Um, the the thing I'm unclear on that I, I, I meant to actually text Cam and ask is, does the killer know how each crime is committed. Because that's not necessarily yeah. um, 
That wouldn't be a requirement. Otherwise, I mean, I think that if if you're the killer on this show, but like how each of these staged crimes is committed is okay, you're you can still be kept in the dark on that, and that way you're not necessarily as the killer leading uh, leading people in a particular direction or distracting yeah. people. That, that might be seen as favoritism. I don't know. But, but there's uh, no I, like mole aspect of it where the person in the cast who is the killer is not trying to throw people off in any way, shape, or form. I think they're just trying to throw people off. And seemingly the killer themselves. wants to be caught. Chappelle. Oh, yeah, eventually. Yeah. They're, they're uh, sick. So, at the top of my notes, my first question is, yes. is this the mole? It and, is not. And, why, and, and, and it's not. And I'm shocked to hear that. I thought, because this episode, like Kurt said, this is the first episode where they kind of set up like what the format of the show is right there's no plant yep. who's gonna die here like this is definitely like whoever gets the is the least if anything accurate. someone gets killed by a plant yeah. oh we forgot about we forgot about the uh collapsing chandelier and the monkey who may or may not have caused it to fall mm-hmm. uh, um, evil evil monkey one yeah. of my favorites but the, um but the, there there's not a quiz but there is the part that you see where they're kind of in the library explaining how they think things went down. Yes. And from my understanding, and I, I think we had suspected watching it, it's like, maybe that's just like the dramatic part of it. And it's like the, them vocalizing what they To responded. a security camera. Yeah. 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 But then maybe that's them vocalizing to what they answered on a quiz. But no, I think we, we learned from the contestants that, you know, that's, it's almost like that explanation in the library to the security cameras, it, they're, there's almost like certain things on an explanation checklist that they're being compared against. Whoever gets the most things uh, incorrect or who is the furthest from accurate in describing what the entire scenario involved is the person who is who is bumped off. Yeah, and that's why oh, they're that's, so hesitant oh. to share the evidence with each other. Yeah, right. Because they just you just can't be last, right? Like you have to know more than at least one person, or you die. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then to that extent, it's like the most. Like you have to get the you don't want to be the person who gets the most things incorrect with the mole it's not a quiz with who done it it was an explanation of the events that led to dante's inferno in this case yeah okay yeah this dante's inferno thing this is a running joke throughout this episode because dante who i heard his name i knew he's a black guy he gets burned to a chris he runs out of the house during a fire a fire drill that these people staged because i just found out they stayed at a hotel anyway he runs out the house they're all like crying and stuff because these people are actors and they're in on it yeah yeah dante is dead there's no reason why these people should be in tears there were like several tears throughout this episode and i just don't know why but we see dante dive his burning body into the into the swimming pool and he cannot swim not that that would matter because he's still burning to uh, death. Why not? The- was there any evidence that Dante could or like? I don't think that Dante drowned. Some, I think somebody Adriana, said, yeah. I think Adriana was suspicious because why would he throw himself in the pool when he's burning to death? Because he told me earlier he can't oh, swim. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's well, it's very clear that Adriana doesn't know what she's talking about because we yeah. see her blow up in a in a golf car later on this episode. So maybe she made it up. <laughs> but like, so for me, this was like okay, this is ultimate shenanigans, right? Like, they yeah. stage this fire drill. The man comes running out and like, oh, he's not wearing the pajamas we were wearing. Oh, my God. And the whole time I was watching, like, so this isn't the mole. No. It's more like mousetrap 
Oh, uh, like I know you you guys caught a clue, but it's definitely like if you hit this button, this thing will open up, a cougar jump out, then this will shock you and a plant will fall in your head and then you'll get carried out on the stretcher, but you won't die on the stretcher. You'll get in a car accident with like a truck that has like peanuts in the back of it and you have a peanut allergy and then that's how you die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a little bit like a yeah, Rube Goldberg device. I'd say that the deaths are very mousetrap. I'd say the 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 what you're judged against is very mole like the competition is a little escape roomy in terms of like mm-hmm. we saw that there's two stages there's the part where you have to choose whether or not you go to the crime scene the victim's last known whereabouts presumably before the crime scene before they're killed and you get to and I'm sure you have questions about the body in the morgue um, but then and that and then that part and then there's the second stage where they're given some sort of clue and they have to follow a trail of clues to different parts of the house. But I do honestly think that, so they, and like looking at the end of episode one, we learned that Dante and uh, uh, Don are, were the ones that were chosen as scared. So one of them is going to be killed. I don't think that the cast knew what specifically was going to happen. I think they were all told to run outside. I think that the next thing was Don was told, because they, they see that Don and Dante aren't there. Next, Don is told to run outside. And everybody else is wondering, where is Dante? I think the man running out of the building, uh, and actually, I think we learned that it was a, a woman stunt double. Um, her running out of the building on fire did surprise everybody. I mean, they, Does well, that make you feel are, better they didn't set Dante on fire, Chappelle? I, I never once thought that they set Dante on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely thought, like, these contestants don't know that this is fake murder, right? Because, like, there are so many people no, who are having emotional do. responses to this. Uh, I think it's they, just like you, they are, like, playing yeah. it up for the camera. It's I like think it's a little like professional you, wrestling. Yeah, it's like you go into a haunted house. Part of the fun is immersing yourself in the experience. You know nothing bad is going to happen, but there's still things that can shock you and surprise you. I yeah. Think that, that's, I think that's kind of yeah. what we have here. I, no, I think there's a line that we cross. At some point, Dana is like shaking and crying. Like, I just don't oh. want to die. I just don't want to die. Like, please kill Dana next. So, you know, like I, I'm sick of yeah. it. I, at this point, like, look, just go because this you somebody Dana's on Twitter. Dana's the, yeah. the woman. Like, are these people really dying? Like, ma'am, you're in the house. You know mm-hmm. these people aren't dying. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the running uh, jokes, Melina cries throughout the series. I think that's yeah. one of like her hallmarks. A lot of people aren't like you see, like obviously, um, like. Cam and Chris and Sasha are pretty like stone cold when it comes to like some of these things. You have got, a, but you do have a couple people. And I was wondering, it got pretty heated. Uh, is that inter- a Dante Inferno yeah. joke? Yeah. Can we get uh, back to that though? Yeah, sorry. Can we? Yes. Yeah, the, yes, the Dante thing, right? Yeah. How long have they had this joke in their pocket? Because it was the name, it was damn near the name of the episode. Yeah. Like every time, like and Dante came out in his inferno, ta-da-da. like, but mm-hmm. you know, like or like, yeah. like, oh yeah, what did you? I hope you didn't think I was going to bring up this Dante Inferno reference. Like his name was Dante. Yeah. The moment they Kurt, cast him, they were like, we're setting him on fire. Yes, uh, did, did they have other contestants that they built the no. death specifically they, around them? We, we we learned from our interviews with the contestants uh, that that was purely coincidence. Like whoever was going to be killed first was going to be killed in that way. It just was delightfully coincidental that Dante went up in an inferno. Mm. I think shenanigans, Chevelle. I, I, I don't even think Dante came in last on the first quiz anymore. Yeah, shenanigans. Yeah. They put him um, on the show like, all right, Dante, you're, we got, wait till you see what we yeah. have coming up for you. He's, he was probably a plant. Like, is there's a lady named Mary. Like, Mary died at the hands of her little lamb. You know, like, it's just like, it's too clever. It's almost, it's so on the nose where I'm like, I don't like this. It's amazing to see like how much conspiracy theory has grown between 2013 and 2021. 
because uh, I think everybody was pretty accepting of the fact back then that it was just coincidence. <laughs> Yeah, it's really hard to 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 believe that (laughs) (laughs) because there's there's because there's there are really no other um uh like uh, you know Adrian like there are no really ties between names and individuals and characteristics and how they die after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have so many questions. Here's the next one. This one is about Adriana. I know we haven't gotten to this part, but the acting that this woman does when she acts out her own death, I don't know. And, and maybe that's what it is. You say like, it's not about who dies, it's about how they die. Because right. this is, that's the moment that I decided I was going to finish this season, right? Like, I haven't watched it yet, but I, the moment I saw, like, oh, you're the gonna preview, going. I have to know how they explain this Adriana death because she, what she does I feel like we is we need to come back after you finish the season. I, yeah, because I'm like, <sighs> I, I don't remember. I remember, like, in, it looks like she looks at something that causes her to run. And I can't remember what that is. Yeah. She, she's holding her cereal. She drops it. it like something yeah. surprised her, but I don't remember what that was. It looks like they, they got ready to go to bed. She's like, Oh, before bed, I'll have a bowl of no, cereal. She's, she's, I, I think she was up she's all night oh, because she was waiting the, oh, to she, get killed. She was, yeah. Yeah. she was up all night. So she's having her bowl of cereal because it's morning time. She looks out the window and, or at least that's how it appeared to me. She looks out the window and sees something horrible. So her response is to run out of seemingly this mansion that everybody is in, run directly out of the mansion, not to like someone else's room, maybe like, you know, knock on, what is his name? Uh, Klaus. Don. Yeah, Giles. Not, Giles. Yeah, not knock on Klaus's door, and then like runs out the house and hops in a golf cart and then blows up. Like, where were you going? <laughs> That's <laughs> how they episode, get you to tune in next week, Chappelle. Episode three, Chappelle. <laughs> right, and she's running full speed. Like this woman is completely engulfed in this role. I'm like, this is not like a regular. Like, they, what was her thing? TV. TV crime reporter was yes. her occupation. Mm. Yeah. This is a paid actress and you yeah. cannot tell me different. But Chabelle, do you think that this show was maybe before its time that I feel like that so much of like the podcasting genre and especially like documentary television is like true crime, murder, how did they do it? Did they get away with it? Like I wonder if that this show came out in 2021, would it have maybe found the audience it didn't find in 2013? No, and here's why. Because this show is like the bad mole. And if the mole the mole oh. is like heavily lauded to this day, people are like the oh, mole yes. is on Netflix. Oh my God. Like nobody subcurt has this reaction to who done it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like I think you people will are find like, different oh, it's fine. The, I think you'll find differently from the RHP community. Yeah, it's, well, a, it's yeah. a beloved. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, if they so, got to listen to you guys cover it every week. Well, I would love it too. I just happened to choose differently. I chose life. Well, Chappelle, I think that this is the reaction I think that is probably appropriate after watching one episode of the show. What mm-hmm. I think that Who Done It does very well that many other reality shows do not do, it does not take itself seriously. And so mm-hmm. as the season goes on, it becomes more and more absurd. And I do think that that does play better to a cult fan base where that, you know, had the show, you know, gone like down like the straight and narrow path for all season. Yeah, it's like a flawed idea for a show. But I think they, they just play into the the puns and like the reactions and the, 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 the Giles, the host. 
Well, he's pretty. Wow. He, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's he is like pretty like cut and dry in this episode. That he is going like he'll be doing like hula dances and uh, all, all sorts of like different wild uh, stunts all throughout the rest of the season. It, it doesn't take its foot off the gas. Yeah. yeah okay. It, it, yeah. It, it, but no, I can appreciate that. That explanation does. And again, you don't have to sell me on this. I already told you. After I saw her blow up in the cart, I was like, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. But um, like, yeah, it gives me like Joe Schmo vibes, right? Like it was absurd. The whole storyline was absurd. He should have known from the very beginning that this was all fake and he did not. And that's why it's like, who did lean into it? Joe. Giles? Schmo. Oh, oh Joe, Joe Schmo. Schmo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I said it's yeah, like yeah. Joe Schmo. Yeah. Yeah. Like he he should he should have known from the jump that it was like shenanigans, but you know, he didn't. And that's why it's great. It's because you see yeah. this cartoon like behavior around him and you just like enjoy it because they lean into it so much. And so yeah, if they start to get into this a lot more, which I can tell by y'all's reaction that they yeah. do, um, yeah, I can see why people latch on to it. But yeah, just at first glance, I'm like bad mole. Yeah. And I think the contestants are in on it throughout the whole process of like, they know like what, like how this is working. They're playing it up for the cameras. And I think that while there is an actual game going on, they're just sort of like, uh, you know, playing it up. But I think a good example would be like, sort of like, uh, if you went into like a, like, uh, you know, twenties gangster escape room and then you and your friends Mm -hmm. are talking like, uh, like really like getting in character to be a part of it. Like, I think that's sort of what's going on here. Like they're playing game but there are very much willing participants in the game yeah i think there are ways to make like escape room television shows and stuff very entertaining i think this episode was kind of like the moment and kirk probably could speak to this a little bit more the moment where you hit the wall in the escape room and you're just kind of like oh i don't know i don't know you know like that was Mm -hmm. a lot of this episode it was definitely like okay do we tell them that it was saint augustine or saint agnes or saint augusta you know Mm -hmm. like okay, like, is this the buildup? And then ultimately that means nothing. Uh, I mean, it means the end for Adriana, but like, as far as like suspense goes, it's not like we had some big reveal where like, you know, Cam talks about it. I don't know if he should really be flexing his, uh, like his uh, strategic muscles at that point, but oh, he was it doesn't flexing really his muscles off. when he got in the pool. Uh, 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 yeah. Was that Cam who do- dove in the pool? Yeah. 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 Like, right, well, yeah. I Cam guess was, I'm going to uh, have to get in the pool. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, in my pajamas, you know, but whatever, yeah, so, yeah, for me, it was, like, it was just those moments of, like, eh, like, if this was an escape room, this is the part I don't like yeah. about the escape room. It's, and I'd say the, the two, the, a couple of, of the regrets I have about choosing this episode is I didn't remember going into it how much of the, this was very heavy on the, can we talk before you come sit at our table? There was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that starts to lessen as you get into more of the episodes. And also there's not a single Lindsay in this episode. Like yeah. Giles hasn't gotten full, hasn't gotten full Giles in this episode yet. But like you said, Rob, he really kind of starts to uh, uh, embrace the role the further we get into the series. Yeah. It's just like a, a lot of, you know, uh, really dark comedy that comes out of Giles and like all of like the wordplay of the murder from that episode. And here it's a little bit like they're still groaning, but then, you know, the audience is just not used to it yet here in only the second episode of the show. Let's talk a little bit more about Giles, who was a beloved figure as uh, the host of the show. I feel like Kurt and I tried to track him down for to be interviewed for some time. Right, Kurt? Yeah, it didn't quite work. Uh, but uh, interestingly, he's uh, he's married to Jan from The Office. I think we we, we may have uncovered that. Uh, Jan Levinson Gold. 
Uh, no, so the the um, the actress who play uh, the actress the actress who plays Jan on The Office is the uh, is uh, they, they are married or at least at, at 2013 they were. I think we yeah we I think we reached out a couple of times uh, like just on you know Twitter. We did, it wasn't at the time where we could unleash the RHEP army uh, onto folks to try to bring them on. Um, but yeah, you know it, it didn't end up working out. But uh, he was uh, he's I think one of my favorite hosts, just hands down. Do we do we get more of his backstory? Because in this episode, he reveals, I'm on house arrest and I will die with you all if you don't figure out who the killer is beforehand. How does he end up in this precarious Yeah, what position? happened there, Kerr? Well, well, why did Giles have the ankle uh, monitor? Um, to answer that question, I refer you to the two whodunit novels that like, were written. Pause, pause, <laughs> pause. Nope. Nope, Rob, unding the bell. Not novel about like like a graphic novel about the show, or like is the show based on a book? So the the no the so the series creator Anthony Zyker Z U I K E R I think it's uh, pronounced Zyker. He also went on to write two books about Giles. Uh, One of them is getting. I, I have read both of them. Uh, One is Who Done It? Murder in Mystery Manor, and one is Who the second book. Who done it? Murder on Mystery Island. Actually, the first book came out on yeah. June sixteenth. I mean, you know why is this such a surprise? La- last yeah. week when we and talked about Run's house, uh, Rev Run had several books that were what he put out in conjunction. Those were motivational <laughs> quotes. I didn't know Giles had a, a dang lore like uh, like, like Giles, I would. Yeah. <laughs> and in those books, it's revealed that whenever he goes to take a job, somebody tries to recreate. It, it, it seemed to imply that. The books took place after the series because he then goes on to work at further mansions and he just always finds himself in situations where a there's like 10 to 12 guests and a killer decides to start killing them off. Yeah. And holds him well, hostage. I have a suspect. Yeah, me too. <laughs> there's only one common denominator in all of these. If everywhere um, he goes, people yeah. keep dying. And it's it's and it's it's I think I'm ready to cry. They were so similar to the show in terms of this person was killed. You can go investigate one of three areas. Here's the clue where you can th- follow things around like a treasure hunt. And two people are scared and everybody else is. It's exact. It's, a, it's as if you had whodunit seasons two and three. But yeah. Instead of a TV series, there were novelizations around them. Chappelle, for many months and probably even years after we initially talked about whodunit in 2013, there we would always hear about like, oh, who done it is casting for season two. It's happening. Did you see this? Did you see this? I saw on Craigslist. They're looking for people for who done it season two. How many times uh, did we get updates on that card? Like, like at least four or five. And even like it was just to, Anthony Zyker. Yeah. Even talking to uh, like, I remember to, to Cam and Melina, uh, they even said like, like the original vision for this was a little bit more of a, reform like murder mystery on an island and i think that's they were they were thinking that that might be what a season two would be where it's it's a little bit less structured and it's more like you literally can go anywhere on this island and look for you know almost like harper's island is if anybody's watched that series but you can look for clues here you can go look for clues there it, it was very i guess kind of just in the ideation phases but i think that was what the original vision for this was was it like a little bit more open world in terms of solving a mystery and I, I feel like they have like the skeleton of something that could be great here, right? Like, like we talked about how, like I said, it's bad mole, but you could put some of that mole aspect into it, but you could also like 
like, uh, what's the game we played last week, uh, Rob? Mafia? Mafia. Like, what if the killer got to have agency in who's dying, you know? And then you have to actually figure out who the killer is because as long as you know who the killer is, you're fine, right? So it's not so much how they did it. It's actually about who done it, you know? What a, what a concept. Motive would yeah. come and do it. And it becomes... Yeah, you can start to actually, like, focus on somebody. And then as long as you know it's this person and you can kind of, like, you know, identify just based off the way they're acting, maybe, you know? And then that person also can have agency because he can be trying to kill the people who are onto them, you know? Uh, um, I just feel like there's something there, but I feel like if you like it for what it was, then it's very much because it was a cartoon and it's hilarious and ridiculous. And like I said, I'm ready. I'm ready for the rest of it. Give it to me. <laughs> we'll be right back with Chappelle and Kurt Clark talking about Giles and everybody with Who Done It. But I want to take a moment and thank a sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at Honey, the browser extension that's going to save you some money. It's free and you can get it right now at joinhoney.com slash R-H-A-P. We're all doing a lot of shopping online, love shopping online. I think of something and then I could go to the store to buy it, but I'm like, ah, I think I'm going to forget it. So I start and look online to see if I can find it. And then I put it in my shopping cart and there's always that little box that says, got a promo code and it taunts you because there's probably some way out there you could be saving 10%, 15%, 20%, free shipping, whatever it is. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one and fits it into your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, ranging from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands, even food delivery. Just imagine yourself shopping on your favorite site and then the Honey button pops up and hits apply coupons. You wait a few seconds and Honey searches for coupons. You can see it cycling through. It's very exciting because you don't know where it's going to stop and how much money you're going to save. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. I had used Honey recently. I was uh, on the website for MacWeldon.com and I was uh, getting out some stuff to try out and I used use the honey code bam i was saving an extra 15 percent on my order i was able to get more stuff it was fantastic so thank you very much uh for that honey honey has found it's over 17 million members over two billion dollars in savings and if you don't have honey you could be straight out missing on free savings and you wouldn't want that it's literally free and installs in a few seconds and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and helping support the podcast i'd never recommend it if i didn't use it so go to get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash R-H-A-P. That's joinhoney.com slash R-H-A-P. We'll be back in 30 seconds after we thank our friends over at Geico. And of course, uh, everybody uh, involved with Whodunit probably uh, should have uh, doubled their insurance before going to Whodunit. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing too, because you have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote. See how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Let's uh talk a little bit more about Giles as a uh, host of the show. Uh, Kurt, do you have any fond memories of uh, things that Giles did along the run of the show? Uh, you already kind of covered the uh, the Hawaiian party uh, 
which is, I think, a little bit later in the series where he's hula What's dancing. What's the premise there? Why I, that I, I, I remember him like uh, dressed for a luau. What was going on at the house that day? I believe in that instant. So he's continually relaying messages from the killer yes. to the players. And in that time, I think the, the killer... Uh, just like just like Big Brother will decide to throw the housemates a particularly themed party. Uh, here, the killer does the same thing, and he decides to throw them a Hawaiian luau. Um, and that is where, a, of course, a death ends up taking place. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, I think the thing, the things I remember most about Giles is the dry sense of humor and the way that he will... You know, say people's names, um, but there's the little things throughout that I don't remember off the top of my head. But like the bringing in the the, the stuffed pig for dinner and then lighting it on fire, and everybody's like, "Too soon," you know. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 more like the the track record of little nudges that we get from Giles than any sort of like big spotlight moment. He's just always yeah. there. Well, I just googled this because I had to see it. Giles dressed for this luau. He is in complete formal wear with lace. <laughs> yes, and, and that's it. Like and he comes out dancing. That's a very good gif, and I am I am very. I think there's by probably this. a few good uh, mm-hmm. whodunit uh, gifs that are out yeah. there. Uh, look up Giles in his bathing suit, Chappelle. Ah, yes, the content <laughs> we came here for. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm looking also at our the uh, whodunit show page. We'll put a link to this in the uh, the show notes. Uh, I guess did we interview Gino also, Kurt? Did we interview Gino? Looks he was- like it. Uh, oh. Looking at it from July 29th, talking who done it with the latest victim of the killer. I get if, it's, if, if we have podcast evidence, because he wasn't <laughs> part of he wasn't in the final five, uh, you know, party extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I I don't recall our conversation with Gino. Yeah, that makes me a horrible person because I was in Chicago and so he so was he. He was a he was the uh, pub the, uh, trivia. Pub trivia host, yeah. Yeah, he was doing pub trivia before it was cool. Yeah, before the Kalish took over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, so, yeah, on this very special edition of the Hootana Podcast, Rob and Kurt are joined by Gino Walker to discuss his time in the game, his rivalry with Cam, and what it was like to be the latest victim of the Hootana Killer. Did I sit next to him in Austin also? Hmm. Right. Yeah, I would say we're obviously very forgettable here, uh, Gino and myself, uh, Kurt. Uh, but I liked I liked Gino in this episode. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a lot to report back about a lot of these people. Uh, uh, I think this was like Cam's episode to steal. Um, there was a lot of Adriana con- content. If, if you want to tell me this show is not rigged, you know, it's not completely shenanigans. Adriana doesn't die in any world where I'm like directing this show, right? Because she is already like good TV. They hate her. She's everywhere. She's well, in the mix. It, yeah, like I, I would have kept her around forever. Just as a, a counterpoint to that, uh, so you have Adriana and Dana who are the two people who get the scared cards. And we should also probably just talk through like the format of the show, how scared and, and uh, spared, spared work. Um, Stupid. But so Dana <laughs> was uh, set off in this episode that she thought she had something going on with Ulysses, Ulysses and he did not give her the time of day. And Dana was ready to commit a real murder. Yeah. And, and part of, I'm wondering also like, we saw lots of shots of her crying at dinner. 
I'm wondering if there's any elements to that that were like came out of the arguments that were had at dinner that were then spliced in with the revealing of the cards because it seemed like a heated and uncomfortable family dinner moment with everybody uh, kind of seated around that that meal. Um, but yeah, she was not happy. Um, you know, I think with the, basically, yeah, she, uh, Sasha, Adriana, they were all kind of spurned by the, uh, the, the foursome at that table. And because I consider Cam a good friend, he was kind of a dick in this episode. I'll just oh. leave it out there. <laughs> Kurt. A little bit. A little bit. I said kind yeah, of. A little bit. Yeah, a little of. bit. Yeah. Because I, you, I, I didn't, Ulysses I didn't hate even, him. Yeah, no, no, me neither. Ulysses even says it's like, I'm glad... You know, I'm thinking it, but Cam's saying it, and that's better for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, Ulysses is in a good spot here because he's in Cam's alliance where he's getting all this yeah. information. So yeah, of course, he's like, defend Cam, right? Like, yeah. the Cam, Cam's good with me. I mean, as long as he's good with me and not the rest of y'all, I'm fine. Um, kinda, but yeah, I, I didn't hate him. And then that kind of ties back to, I think, you were, Rob, you were talking about like the, the structure of the, of the game. And so like, you know, once they, almost immediately upon finding that someone has been killed... The first thing they have to do is agree, okay, again, who's going to go investigate the morgue? We still haven't even talked about the morgue. Who's going to investigate the crime scene? And then who's going to investigate the last known, the last known whereabouts? And it really quickly after the first episode becomes apparent that the way to succeed in the game is to hide information from others. But then it's like, well, then the only way you can really gain information is to make sure your alliance is spread out across these things. But then can you really trust your alliance? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it was. It's definitely a game of uh, selectively shared information because I still like. There's there's still little things that the person will say where I'll be like, uh, when you're hearing them explain their theories in the uh, in the library, and I can't remember what specifically it was that Adriana said. Where I was like, where did that come from? Like, uh, you know, there was like, oh, like, oh yeah, and Dante drowned. Mm-hmm. I was like. Really? I mean, I understand that you're, you're, you know he couldn't swim, but uh, really? Really? So, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, the... I mean, what did, what did you I think, think about- he was face down in the pool. I, I mean, it's, and like, uh, I think it, it might have been like, um, you probably had to do like a full autopsy to know, like, uh, did yeah. he die from his burns or did he end up face down in the pool? Oh, even, well, luckily, we have an arson detective amongst us. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. You missed the first episode where everybody... Where he's still in the first episode, he's very much trying to pretend he's a football coach, and it looks like he completely gives that up in the second episode. He's like, you know, he's like, you know, why the, did he uh, get found out? He, he, no, he didn't get found out as much as he's talking about like uh, this is an indication of an accelerant that was used. And he's, he's like, he's he's throwing yeah. all yeah, he's throwing all sorts of like arson homicide terms out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I, th- I found that like you could see that you know the. The, the burn starts here yeah. and ends up progressing but this way. But he gets way. eaten by the cat, right? By the yes, pan- he does. panther. Spoiler, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's the one who gets tackled by a cougar? Yeah. Yep. yeah Goals. Goals. <laughs> okay. I got to go out. That's how I want to go out. Yeah. Um, head <laughs> did, of a yeah, big old cat. Did, did you watch the previews for the next episode? Uh, yes, because I was yes. trying to ascertain why uh, Miss Adriana yeah. took off running in you the middle saw, of the night. So you saw Adriana's early morning. body in the tree. Um, uh, and then you also see Giles with a gun and a bomb. Um, mm-hmm. and there's a bomb. a bomb. Yeah, a big it's... Acme bomb, by the way. Like, <laughs> I didn't know they made bombs like this. This is like a Rocky and Bullwinkle, like you know, Boris and Natasha bomb. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah, I think that one you will you will uh, you will find that there are uh, overly reactive uh, emotions to the large bomb as well in terms of people freaking out. Um, 
But but yeah, we we yeah, Don is I think by episode two gives up on trying to pretend he's a coach. So um, well, let's go back to the morgue uh, because yes. you brought it up, and and this was something I had forgotten about, and another very weird thing about the show. So you're a contestant on the show, and then you act out your murder, and mm-hmm. then after. You go lay in the morgue where the other contestants get to come in and like manhandle and like uh, check for any sort of <laughs> things that are on your body, which might be clues. Yep. Do you Pretty fake much. dead? You just like lay there like with your eyes closed? Yeah. We we learned. Have y'all met me? I would be giggling like a little kid. Uh, like, mm-hmm. I think it was during the final five reunion show where we learned uh, from uh, several of the folks there that uh, when Ulysses' body is being examined and the camera was uh, not rolling, uh, the, some of the, the women there were like, like, you know, referring to him as like, oh, it's a shame this big hunk of man meat had to die. They're basically trying to crack him up so he laughs. Because uh, oh, so, okay. he's lying there trying to remain still and focused. And, and they're just like, you know, making really like, you know, suggestive and, and crude comments to see if they can get him to break and crack up. So. Yeah, you're definitely going to get a reaction out of me. You call me a big hunk of man meat. Uh, so maybe maybe don't do that while I'm laying in front of yeah. you trying to pretend to be lifeless. Obviously, that did not make the show. But it, oh, know, that's, okay. that's what mm-hmm. some of the uh, the contestants had told us. I bet it didn't. Uh, <laughs> is this morgue supposed... So they... Okay, you guys. I have so many questions. So the episode... It takes you sound place like Rob with, did during our very first podcast back in 2013. I am... Like, there's so much to cover here. So they are in pajamas because one of the big... Like moments of this episode is like, oh, the pajamas are a clue because Dante got special pajamas and you guys are all wearing pajamas. Throughout the episode, they never change out of the pajamas until Giles shows up. It's like, let's get ready for dinner. Also, put on real clothes. Okay, to that point, they had gone to the morgue in their pajamas. Now, yes. is the morgue in the house? Yeah, it's yes, part of the, it's in the basement. part of the house. I, I do think Why? that often the contestants are all wearing coordinated outfits. Correct, Kurt? Yeah. Um, gosh, I think I think as we get to further episodes, they can wear their own like, clothing. I think just here, the the clue was that because Dante's pajamas were different, it indicates there was something probably actually fundamentally different about mm-hmm. them, and they had been sprayed in benzene as a uh, you know to increase their flammability. Uh, but I think in later episodes, they can you know wear their own clothes. We see them all get dressed up for the library and for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, why is there a morgue in the house? It's established in the first episode that there is a morgue in the house, and the contestants have the same question. They're like, "Oh, well, this would make sense if we're trapped in the house with the killer. Of course, there's a morgue here." So that, that's about does all it. The, that's about as far as it gets addressed. If the killer is Dexter, then yeah, it makes makes like like sense for there yeah. to be like a place where he can examine bodies and like put plastic down and murder people. If the killer is not Dexter, there should not be a morgue in this house. Maybe like this. If you told me this was a funeral home. I was like, oh, okay, like my girl or something like that. You remember, like, and then you got like Adriana, like on the on the golf cart singing, "Do I diddy diddy dum diddy do?" Like that would make sense to me. But if you just tell me these people have to spend the day in their pajamas and go down to the morgue, like that doesn't make sense. I don't see the issue, Chappelle. Listen, I thought the morgue was off site or something. Like, no, it's in the basement. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. This this is fine. This I think is normal I, things for me. It's it's part of the um, the conceit of the show. The fact that it's it's, it's part of the additive ridiculousness. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I just it's like okay, this is what we're doing with dealing. Yeah, with. this this is not a complaint. This is me yeah, yeah. astounded at what I what I saw. <laughs> 
We don't get enough of the two maids, by the way. I think that was yeah. That was did they ever pro- talk, Kurt? Well, I, no. I didn't remember them. What was up with the two like uh, French maids? Uh, and I remember one's name is Sophie, and I can't remember what the other's name was. Um, I think it's they're just there as support. So, like, literally, Giles can take them, especially because there's three different places they can yeah. investigate. They're there to hold his one, props. One, like, Giles will often stay with, you know, take them some one group to the crime scene. Well, one maid takes them to the morgue, and one maid takes them to the other location. And um, yeah. yeah, are they under duress as well? Like, are they also there by force? Because Giles I is clearly so. like okay, because they they were just like oh, and this like Giles comes out. He says, "I'm un- I'm going to die if y'all don't figure this out." Also, Sophia, please take her upstairs. Like, wait, wait, who does she come from? Is she also, or does she just like leave at the end of the night? Like, all right, Giles, good luck. Good luck. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything. I, yeah. I believe. Um, I believe it was in the uh, 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 murder at whatever the hell the first book was. I think. They, ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Giles and the Sorcerer's Stone or is it Chamber exactly. of the Secret at that point? Yeah. It was a two part. It's a two part movie. Of course. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe they're just murder there. Murder Mystery as, Manor. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, they're just mm. there as uh, support. So that's about it. So wait, do they come with him to the next couple of like, I, I, I actually, have questions. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe. Again, it's it's been seven or eight years since I've read both of the books. I don't believe they uh, feature prominently or at all in those books. I don't yeah, think it they, is Giles Solo. Yeah, they should realize after yeah. at least the second man are like, okay, look, I, I can't keep going around with Giles. He's, he's getting us like, he's the killer. He's doing this. Yeah. And we're sure, and we're sure because this episode, this season does end with us un- unveiling a killer and that is not yes, Giles. We not know Giles. that it's not Giles. It's not Giles. We, we we raised uh, we we also raised that question during our podcast in the first episode is like I wonder if Giles could potentially be the killer. Uh, Giles is very much not the killer. Yeah, he's a good, I mean, he's a good guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, good. Yeah. Well. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. He's a guy. He exists. Chaotic yeah. neutral. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so. Ultimately, the contestants, uh, they will give their accusation. Uh, we see them, uh, like, come up with their, like, spitball theories. For whatever reason, this is, like, in, like, some sort of, like, surveillance camera style. And then they get gathered for a last meal together, uh, Kurt. And sometimes that could be a little contentious. Yeah, this one was particularly contentious. Uh, there was not a lot of happiness around, you know, can like I think there was there was contention around Cam the way Cam told people to go away we're talking. Uh Dana, as we've already talked about, was was upset that Ulysses, Ulysses never uh was able to regroup with her. Like, I have him, he's he we're, we're tight, and yeah, that didn't end up happening. Um and then added stress of the envelope by envelope reveal of once Giles enters, if you're scared or spared. I believe you know before before the envelopes are opened, you know, Giles will reveal like Ulysses, your explanation was the closest and the killer commends you. You are spared. And then they believe. Did they get a prize for being number one in the clubhouse? Uh, no, 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 there's no advantage next week or anything. Nope. Um, not at all. Hmm. And the, the, and that's when they'll Giles will then, you know, go into the voiceover reenactment of here's how Dante actually died. And then that's when the envelopes distributed. At that point, people are like, I was far off and I'm in danger. People are like, I'm pretty close. I don't think I did the worst or the second worst. I'm probably safe. Um, But yeah, so that's where kind of everything comes down. So 
here we have like the confrontation that comes from the, the house has decided to divide. Like you have Cam's alliance, right? Who is supposed to be Ulysses um, and three other people. I don't know. And so, um, so he has his alliance. They're sitting down and he's trying to compare notes with them and make sure, you know, and it works out for, for Uly- Ulysses. Cause I mean, he's right. He gets the closest, you know, you know, when it comes to like, I guess accuracy, but then other people start to realize like they got a lot of information and they start to come over to them and he's shooing them away. And I guess that's where like they finally like, okay, well we'll confront him later on because he wouldn't tell us stuff. I get why they are so upset with him. I mean, it's $250,000. Like, Hey, throw me a bone and tell me the name of the, of the saint that is going to protect you from fire, but not really protect you from fire. Um, but you know, it just seemed like a lot of drama. Uh, like, Agreed. Hey, he said he's going to get to you. If he does it, then he sucks. But, you know, to start a fight about it, it's just kind of seemed like, eh, it's a game, you guys. It wasn't a big fight, but it was definitely like one of those moments of like, okay, you guys, like, you can you blame him for not telling you? He's trying to beat you. If this episode, I think, was a lot about lines being drawn in the sand. And then the future episodes just more like kind of accept for granted that those are some of the divisions. Um, what did what did you think about the more kind of the we had the part where they go to the three different things to investigate, but then there's that next stage where they get a clue. In this case, they're all given a flag, and then there's like a poem that's read that's supposed to kind of drive them from location to location. We see this. We'll see this in every episode where it's a little bit more freeform, where you have to explore the grounds, it's like a scavenger hunt that goes a little on. bit of a scavenger yeah. hunt. Yeah, where uh, so like in this case, they they were like there was a clue about you know liquid fire and. Uh, you know, cycles. And to to Ronnie, the liquid fire meant the grill and the bicycles that were behind them. But then Lena, like, wait, cycles to me say like like a you know washer and dryer. Uh, and so maybe, and then she finds like the the flammable benzene above it. So, what do you think about that part where they kind of have to then like follow these things from clue to clue? I, I like that. It's just that like when you're right, it's very like compelling. When you're wrong, and I'm staring at you looking at a fireplace, I'm like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, like there's like there, it's the gas. The gas turned on. Oh, yeah, don't Lindsay stand by turned it. on like, the gas, and then uh, yeah. I forget who was who was with her. Adriana, there was, Adriana she was, was like, no, no, number. no. Like, don't turn the gas don't turn, on. Yeah. Like, there might little, be an explosion. Yeah. yeah, little do you know. Might, um, yeah, little do you know. <laughs> all right, so in in this part of the episode, so uh, Cam and Chris uh, ultimately uh, realize, hey, okay, there's a pink stripe that's like what's in the crest, and Cam runs upstairs because there is a door with ha- that has that crest on it and cam goes to open the door and cam says kurt that he gets a electric shock from the doorknob uh that was uh you know quite like nothing he had ever experienced before your dear friend cam have you ever talked to him about did he actually get an electric shock from the production my assumption is that he did. I think there's been several th- seasons, more so of like international big brothers, where they have to wear these like body suits that will jolt them or shock them with a mild electric shock. Um, I, so I'm assuming it wasn't, you, there's a way, it, I, I think it was a legitimate electric shock, but I don't think that it was necessarily as strong as he played it out to be. Um, you mean that explosion at the top of the door wasn't real? No, the, the explosion at the top of the door was like a real, like, uh, um, it was like something that just ignited. I think when he grabbed the doorknob, I do think that there was a legitimate shock that was, uh, that, that came his way. You buy that, Chappelle? 
No, because I'm more concerned about this explosion because that's what I would be concerned about if I am reaching for a doorknob. Like, oh, yeah, I got shocked. Also, fire in my face. Like, I just watched a man burn to death, in theory. Mm-hmm. And, well, drown, I'm sorry. Uh, and, you know, now, next thing I know, there's an explosion, like this big spark, Well, you know, in front of me. You recently I would think watched you wouldn't put these people in, solitary, in danger like that. Uh, that. You know that they used to be able to do crazier <laughs> stuff to people on these reality shows. And- and it could just yeah. have been like flash paper. There's things that can just be, it would have been just ignited from like the other side or so whatever is behind the door. So I think it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't too, I wasn't, I wasn't, that didn't stretch the limits of my imagination. Hmm. Uh, no, it didn't stretch the limits, but I definitely was concerned about their health. Like, you know, maybe oh, yeah. don't, yeah, maybe, maybe don't get hit in the face with this fireball while you're trying to, you know, win this money. Uh, also, Solitary was in the Dark Ages uh, yes. reality TV. I thought we had come from that since this. Like, Solitary is like 2006. This is 2013. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like, this was a different time. I thought we had matured to where we weren't trying to kill people. Little yeah. did I know. I was more concerned about Lindsay turning on the gas, actually, because yeah. I'm wondering if that was like something that they didn't account for. They're like, Lindsay, whoa, 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 chill out. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and the cameraman's like, I'm going to get this. Um, but <laughs> I have a response from Cam. Yes. Yes. Oh. Those efforts electrified it and there wasn't, and then there wasn't a camera person around. So they missed it when I first got it. So it looks like, it sounds like he had to do it a second time. As well. <laughs> Shenanigans. Okay. I knew, yeah, I knew uh, something. I knew Cam, that. You can uh, smell that one. <laughs> we're going to need you to uh, grab the electrified doorknob again. Uh, we missed it the first time. Do you think you can just like uh, oh. just go <laughs> get the electric shock and then like uh, you know, make sure we get the, the uh, you know, good angle? They were going to turn it off. They were going to turn off the shock for the reenactment. But I didn't want to look at as bad as Melina with her fake crying so I did it for real mm. Melina's crying didn't look fake it just looked ridiculous let's be very clear I thought this woman was crying and shouldn't be crying not oh her crocodile tears aren't believable I thought like unfortunately they are kind of believable and I am judging her because of it yeah you know uh, yeah. we're talking about the era in which uh, this was uh, shown 2013 uh, I thought that the show like held up remarkably well I don't think it felt like very dated uh, something from like if I had never seen this before and this came out now like I would not be like wait hold on a second uh, Chappelle as a first time viewer of this did you feel like that it screams something that's eight years old this looked more modern than the last season of Sequester yeah uh, yeah like you know they were like never mind so yeah, the, this I'll take this. Yeah, you know, because it didn't like there wasn't like any technology things that you'd be like, oh, this is old fashioned. It was like no, everything kind of was on the level for something that could you could probably have filmed during a quarantine or something. Well, there weren't um, cell phones. I think that that really helps it. Where there's not anything yeah. like technology that's part of it. So I feel like that. Yeah, it probably feels less dated than something uh, where there's like computer screens or anything like that. Yeah, ultimately, this is a game. And yeah, it still works as a game and a television show. It's very campy, but you know, like it's fun. And so I was entertained throughout. I just was very confused. Yeah. I, I was to mention, I like, you know, pointed this out to a few people. Like one of my really good friends from high school who had, I've done several murder mystery parties with, I thought she'd be really interested in this because I didn't think that she'd ever seen it. And so I like sent her the link to the first episode. She's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, uh, like is this on? Is this, is this? going on now i'm like no this is eight years old she was like you're kidding me like she had yeah. no she thought this was a current a current uh, episode but you know what i feel like that 
at this and, and now that you say this kurt i feel like that we started talking about and, and maybe this ultimately uh, i think it was the same summer that we did reality game masters that we talked about a, a, a like a, a season two of reality game masters that was gonna be some sort of like i think it was we were talking exactly. about survivors in some sort but like i really i think it could even <laughs> be like uh rhap podcasters like uh in a mansion some sort of like uh like uh, televised murder mystery party yep but we had discussed that uh as an option yes Chappelle, exactly would, sure would you participate no no i would love no 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 rob you, no Chappelle last, in a tuxedo yeah oh i can be giles well no yeah i think every it's every it's a formal way uh, hold on no can i be giles or not uh, well let, that i guess if well, you're, you're, you're playing hardball yeah. I, mean, I can't be giles i mean i, I feel oh, like i gotta be dante no, oh, okay. Uh, you Chappelle. <laughs> you Chappelle. I can swim, Rob. Yeah, yeah. I want to be Giles. You tell me I'm Giles. I'm there. Then, what about Sophie? You could be Sophie. No, I could be Sophie. <laughs> Sophie. I think we can work it all lady. out. Yeah, I could be Sophie. Yeah, yeah. As long as, uh, as long as I don't have to actually play. Like mm-hmm. I want to be like Giles to where my life is in the hands of w- these podcasters, and they have to figure out the thing, or I go down yeah. with them because then I could just spend the whole time guilting them. Like, Kurt, really? Is there any way that uh, this project could get new life? Potentially, um, potentially. I've I've been trying to figure out a way to do kind of a murder mystery via Zoom. Although now that things are opening up, it's a little bit more you know possible to do in person. But you know, I've I've, I've got like several episodes of what I think are a great kind of home murder mystery series where then one of them I've scanned in all of the material mm-hmm. so it could be done. So it could be done online. Uh, but uh, it, I, but in terms of like a, a, a sequester, like you're all in a house or a room manner, like who done it, where I, I think they're having it be where you're spanning rooms and it's over a long period of time. And there's a lot more mobility. Mm-hmm. I think I have to figure out how that would end up working. Cause most of the murder mystery parties I've run, it's, it's kind of done where a, well, you're sitting casually around a room and accusing people or revealing just, well, I actually heard somebody say something. It's all done conversationally. You're not spanning rooms right, and well, looking for hidden clues. You know, we yeah, can sorry. keep workshopping this, but yeah, I, yeah, I think no. it's actually a very, a very fun idea. That's something that like we were thinking about, like, well, how do we get it with you know reality stars? But I think that to do it with the podcasters, I think, makes it uh, much more doable. Yeah, I mean, we work for you, so you say show up. Well, I'm going to show up, but I'm going to complain. Uh, also, if you this is only go, this is only entertaining if you come up with like very entertaining deaths, right? Like, because that's what's appealing for this show for me. It's not so much like the searching for the clue; it's the fact that the cougar jumps out of the the, the vase and then you know attacks the man mm-hmm. with you know the peanut oil. You know, like that's what I want to see. And so get Sarah, <laughs> yeah, get Sarah Carradine on the phone and let her know we need some we need some creative ways of killing people. Sarah's good at making what? up games. Sarah's and stuff. the go-to person for creative murder ideas. Sarah Carradine is my go-to person for everything in life. Okay, mm-hmm. and she got it. So I t- I'm telling you, get her on the phone. She'll say, "Oh yeah," in her Australian accent. She'll say, "Oh yeah," like I got it. Da 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 da. And then she'll let you know like how to kill Chappelle. Except yeah. I'm Giles, and I will only die if everybody else dies. So. Speaking of creative ways to murder someone, that in this episode that we watched where they discussed uh, Dante's murder, uh, I'd like to just talk through the logistics of uh, what happened to Dante, because Dante went to bed and then was gifted a set of plaid flannel pajamas, which I do not own, for the record. Do not have the, the plaid pajamas. And so... 
he put them on and then also got a necklace. Uh, was it the, I, we saw so many different versions that. of Saint it that I, I'm like Gino, but, uh, what was it really? The Saint, uh, Saint Agnes? I think it was Agatha. Agatha. Uh, which Augustine. was protection from fire, but I feel like that was dangerous to sleep with the necklace on. Yeah. Who does that? Who's like, oh, look, a necklace. I guess I'll put it on with my new pajamas and just to take go it to out. sleep. And, and yeah. I don't think it played a fundamental part in the uh, death. It was like, but I also don't think it was a clue because it was like. Well, I think part of it, the, the part was where then when he touched the doorknob that I think that according to what Don was saying, that his chest was like the hottest part. So I'm not sure if that was where the spark uh, uh, that he had some sort of metal on his person. So kind of like the, the, there was almost like an arc between the doorknob and up <laughs> yes. that arm to the yes, to the, the uh, medallion of power. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the, the thing that gets me though is for this, if you start to dissect these as concrete actual murder plans, the thing that gets me is the assumption that Dante would go to sleep with socks on. I can't sleep with socks on. Hmm. That's yeah. that, that's that's uncomfortably warm for me. But for him, he had to go to sleep with the socks on because the, 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 the socks, the special socks, we didn't really learn how they were special. They were just different and special. Shuffling across that shag carpet in the room built up enough static electricity to cause a spark. Yeah. Benzene pajamas. Here's what happened, Kurt. The, <laughs> the killer <laughs> lowered the thermostat to 42 degrees in Dante's room. <laughs> I remember as a Texan, I remember the days where I could lower my thermostat. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Listen, I didn't understand that either, Kurt. Not only did he put a medallion on to go to sleep, but he also put on these brand new socks and a full pajama set. I'm sleeping bucket naked. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which would have been a very different death scene. Yeah. I run out the house like Adriana, (laughs) hop in the golf cart, you know, or maybe... Yeah, but at least I wouldn't get shocked to death. Listen, yeah. you tell me I'm in a murder house and you're like, oh, look, some mysterious pajamas and socks appear. Like, if I'm in a murder house, one, I'm probably not sleeping. I'm probably just sitting in the corner in like the fetal position, like, please, dear God, just let me just make it through the night. And this guy's like, oh, look, pajamas for me, para me. And he's like, <laughs> just puts them on and just like gets comfortable. Um, but the socks is a dead giveaway. And they kept bringing up the socks too. Like the socks were floating at the bottom. Like who cares? Those socks were so like, all you had to do was say, we shocked them. Mm-hmm. That's it. So we, we burnt them. Cam grabs the doorknob, which there's an electric shock in the doorknob. But from what I understood from the killer's reveal, it sounded like static electricity was what sent Dante into flames. Uh, was oh. there an electric current on Dante's doorknob? No, no, I think this, all that the, the, uh, the clue chase part of the uh, episode is about is to like, if you can follow the killer's clues at the end of that trail of clues, it's like a mega clue that will help you understand mega part clue. of the puzzle. So this was about, I think what, what was being communicated there, communicated there was the idea of being shocked by the doorknob. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just that we, in the actual case, it was static electricity and benzene soaked pajamas. Uh, but it's like, like, how, how, how can I communicate? I'll, I'll just, I just yeah. have to electrocute the doorknob and then he'll get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a killer, like, like showing his hand a little bit. Yeah. But he had to. And then, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's doing that throughout the whole episode. I mean, yeah. it, to the point where you're like, put on a fire protection medallion that's not going to protect you. You're like, oh, okay. You know, like, he's laying the, the foundation for these clues to be followed. I mean, at, there's, at one point, they're looking at a poem on the back of a flag. You know, like, he wants to get caught, like you said. So it's yeah. not like, you know, 
they need he needed to be wearing special socks to follow this clue. It's just like just get to the door and we'll shock you and you'll get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you guys have so many questions. <laughs> Fire away. Well, look, one of the moments that I have to point out, we were talking about Giles, and I love Giles just from what I saw, and I can tell there's going to be a lot more Giles shenanigans, so I'm, I'm here for it. Giles literally asked them, like, okay, show of hands, who, who wants to live here? Giles, what? What? What do you... Like, so is this one of those questions that's kind of like, like, have they not raised their hand? Would he be like, well, you can go. You know, like, you're free to go, or it's like, are you next? So is it, it, is this, this is like only a mafia, you have two. to say... You're, like I think they're the still town. establishing like the baseline for Giles. Like that, yeah. I think that Giles is just gonna be like all like jokes for days. Like the audience doesn't really get Giles yet. I, I think the actor doesn't really know uh, like exactly what he's doing yet. So I think that y- you will see the evolution of Giles over the course of the season. That it's he is the a evolution big, of big personality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I saw that happen. I was like, wait, is that like a real question? Because, you know, even though we know we're not dying here, it's still $250,000. So I was like, wouldn't you? No, no one's going to raise their hand. Like I said, it's probably like mafia where if you don't say you're in the town, we have to assume that you're not in the town, Rob. Yeah. Like you have to say like, no, Giles, I don't want to die here. And then you won't be next. But that was back when I thought the killer was making decisions on who dies. Uh, Now I'm very, you know, I'm clear that, you know, no, no, they're just dying based off of their inaccuracy. Um, so I guess don't even fine. waste a second thinking about who the killer is. I want to know. Like, well, I, I like, guess it's, it's curiosity, just, mild curiosity, yeah. honestly. It's like, even, and this is a question that whenever I try to introduce people to the mole and I talk to them about the concept of it in the quiz, and they're like, well, what if they're right? Mm-hmm. Well, like what if they, what if they know beyond the shadow of a doubt? Like what if they know who the mole is? Can they stop them? I'm like, well, no, no. <laughs> They just have to keep guessing right the yeah. whole time. But yeah, exactly. in fairness, that I think that there are individual like uh, prizes each uh, time. Like there's money that gets added to the pot. So if you know who yeah. the mole is, you can you know prevent them from screwing things up. Here, right. like there's really not much uh, that you can do except not get uh, eliminated. Kurt, did we ever find out? Does the killer get anything? I think the I think just like the mole, the killer is on the production payroll. Mm-hmm. So like I don't because there's there's nothing. There, like there was suspicion in <clears throat> excuse me. Um, or confusion around the mole thinking like, well, the mole gets to keep all of the money that isn't put in the pot, right? No, that's not the case. That they get they get paid by production a basically a, a salary of, or a lump sum of some amount um, as basically staff. And so I think it's the same thing here because especially even here, just like in the mole, the killer is going to make it to the end regardless. They they're just basically an actor or actress who is playing a part and is going to get to the end. There's no way to stop them. You just have to be mm-hmm. the least wrong throughout the entire series. Hmm. I guess. So what's the strategy here? Just like try to build bonds with everybody where they all tell you stuff. Like, I'm sure y'all know who win and I don't, but like, that's what you do, right? Like you just pretty much like find your group and say, we'll always tell each other stuff and then slowly start weeding people yeah. out. I think group. if we're the three people and we're working together, it's like, all right, I'll go to the morgue. Chappelle, you go to the scene of the crime. And uh, the, uh, Kurt, you go to the last known whereabouts. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get back together and then we'll compare notes. Yeah, Let's split just, up, gang. There's, yeah. Uh, Freddy Scooby from Scooby-Doo. Doo. Yeah. And that's just like, if one of the, and that's where I think one of my questions is like, if one of us is the killer, like I say, let's say I'm the killer, but I don't know exactly how the crime occurred. If I'm kept in the dark by, I know I would almost prefer that because I think you you still get to like look for you could legitimately look for clues uh, and share what you know. I think where it becomes a little weird is if you start lying to select people. I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, the idea being then your little threesome can share information amongst yourselves. Yeah. What, so, so why is there a killer? Like, yeah, why can't that's why can't this just be like like I know we have a killer in the cast, but like if they're not actively sabotaging, yeah, like the game, why do we have a killer? Mm-hmm. Other than other than the fact that it creates paranoia amongst the people, of like not knowing who to trust, which we saw really kind of helped blow things up as well mm-hmm. today. Um, like you, 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 you even see like yeah. in this episode, like can like in the first in the first episode. You kind of get the sense that Cam and Gino are aligned, but in this episode, you see Cam accusing Gino of being the killer and Gino accusing Cam of being the killer, and things like that just start to kind of escalate and and fester a little bit. So, but you're right, Chappelle. It's like if yeah. if if there was an off-screen killer the well, entire time, it should have just been Giles. That they should have just said at the end, like Giles was the Giles was the killer the whole time. It would have yeah. made it more sense than what it ultimately was. Because here's the thing. Isn't your strategy at that point to find out who the killer is and just make sure the killer isn't sabotaging you? Like, me and look, me and Cam are good friends. Like, yeah. Kurt and Cam are really good friends, right? So, Cam's never going to be like, oh, Kurt, yeah, St. Saint Augustine. He's going to like, like mm-hmm. Kurt, no, St. Agnes, stop it. Come on, we're trying to win this money. Like, you know, like, you want to align with the killer. So, when, so, whenever there's misinformation, the killer's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, no, that's not how it happened. Like, because I assume the killer, the, the killer knows what's happening here, right? Well, that's nah, the thing is, I, I don't even I, know. I, yeah, that's what that's. I think my point is that if, no. if if you're the killer, you don't. There's no like the the mole knows what the tasks are ahead of time and works mm-hmm. with production to figure out what's the best way to sabotage this. In this case, it almost seems like it's better if the kill. It's more authentic if the killer is also kept in the dark about how each crime takes place, so yeah. that they so- can do that part more realistically and not. You know, play favorites. From Wikipedia, the killer confirmed after the show uh, they, oh. they did not have any information that the other guests did not. Otherwise, they could have rigged the outcome of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. But then, if that's the case, then my question is still stands. Why yeah. is there a killer? You yeah, know, like, you could be... even say there's a killer and there not be a killer because each of them would still be honestly pointing yeah. fingers at each other. Um, you know, like it's kind of like, I have no again. I have no clue who the killer is, but let's say it's Gino. Yeah. What is Gino's motivation here? Yeah, I think I think the thing yeah. is there's there's a lot of classic. I think it was also playing on classic mystery tropes, like and then there were none, or even modern ones like Scream, where people are getting bumped off one by one, and ultimately one of them is also the killer. So I think I think it does help to again. It, it adds an added layer of social paranoia to the game. I mean, they could have done exactly what you said, you know, Chappelle, in terms of not have there not really be a killer. Um, yeah. And just like making that up. But there's it to me, it, it added, it added a little bit more of that, that juice to the interactions mm-hmm. that I thought was interesting. Yeah. yeah, I just want a moment of like, I, and I'm sure in the finale you probably get like the killer and the the two non killers all like pointing fingers at each other or something. But I do want that's what I want. If you have a killer there, I want like somebody to be looking at the killer throughout the whole thing. Like you know, I kind of don't. I, I kind of think it's this person. Yeah. And then as you know, the season goes on, they start to wise up. You know, the very mo- the molish you know parts of it, right? Like oh, they start to wise up a little bit and they start to kind of suspect them and they see them throwing them off and then like their goal is like to know. Who the killer is, but the show is who done it, and it probably should <laughs> just be how done it. How you done know? It. That's, 
Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. We completely agree. I think that we in our first run through the season, it became very clear that it's less about who did it, and you could like the only thing I can think of is you know when they're giving their explanation, that sounds like the very last thing that they have to explain is, and you're a very clever killer, Dante. You know, mm-hmm. or, or something like that. And I don't know if that because there's really no evidence. I, I think it was just put the hook for the, sh- yeah. the show's called Who Done It, and they throw it exactly. out there. But they, even from Wikipedia, it says that uh, the killer confirmed that there were no true clues to identifying the killer on the show. Sounds a little bit like the mole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. There's some, like, there's some. But, but, the mole yeah. will be like, remember episode three where I mean, there was a sign that said mole and this person stood by it? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you, mole. Yeah, it's um, like. Uh, did you see they went in room 4D and D is the fourth letter of the person? Like, uh, yeah, come yeah, on, stop, like, it. Okay. stop it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think that's my, that's my biggest issue is just that there's no, the, the killer is kind of irrelevant here. Whereas I would like to just as like, like just say I jumped in, right? And we weren't about the podcast. Just about let this, it wash want, over you, Chappelle. Don't, yeah, don't like, overthink it. <laughs> but that's the thing though. I want, I want this to work. And I feel like if you miss the first episode, it almost doesn't work because you don't know that there's not a killer. You don't know why these people are crying. You kind of like, so you're like, are they actors or not? And then you find out, oh, some of them are actors. Okay, fine. Like, it's kind of like if you miss the first episode, it kind of leaves you out to dry. Like there's not enough explanation as far as I was concerned about like what exactly the point and the premise of the game is just in the second episode. Maybe they get better about explaining it later on, but you want your show to be like, if you didn't watch the episode before, you can still hop in and figure out what's going on. Big Brother does a really good job of that. They have a million episodes a week and they tell you every time Mm -hmm. one starts, like what happened on the previous two episodes, you know? I'd I'd say that's less of an issue with Whodunit and more of an issue with Rap Rewind. Because we're just focusing ah. out on episode two. And I, I selected ah. episode two, but because we're focusing in largely on a single episode, uh, maybe I should have chosen episode one for people who are unfamiliar with it to get that. No, value. this is not no. this is not a rewind flaw. What is what this is is that this is the age where if you didn't have TiVo, you couldn't go back and watch this stuff, you know, like they had TiVo back in 2013. Yeah, that's what I said. No, but if you didn't didn't have have it, if you didn't have have it, okay. Yeah. Like if you're just turning on your channel, like, oh, what's the watch here? You're like, oh, you're trying to figure this out. It doesn't do a good job in a vacuum of explaining the second episode. Mm -hmm. Um, where, and I'm not saying most reality TV shows do. I just think that that's like, if we're going to make this work, you guys, this is the team. Rob Save Big Brother Canada. We're bringing back Who Done It. The mold is coming back. This is our chance to fix it. I think that's something that they need to focus on. It's just making sure we're all aware of what we're watching. So people aren't on Twitter complaining about people getting murdered. That's all. That's it. It'll still happen. Yeah. <laughs> It'll still happen. <laughs> it still happen. And I will fan those flames. Okay. <laughs> Kurt, yeah. anything else about Who Done It? Gosh, I talked about the novelizations. I think after that, like, what really, what really is there? Um, it, it was, it was good fun. Like, it was, it was. Did I'd we make anybody won- mad from the cast of Who Done It? Ask Cam. I don't think so. Yeah. If if there's if there was, because I'm. Could you imagine Chappelle? Who- we talked about a show and somebody didn't get mad. <laughs> right. Like. Oh yeah, especially in 2021, like all their TikTok followers might come after you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was gonna say maybe I would, if if I had to guess someone, I would have guessed Gino, but apparently Gino we talked to him and he was fine. Gino, I know. I feel horrible. I don't remember yeah. that. What about Lindsay? I, was she upset? No, with, no, Lindsay, with, uh, yeah, she was uh, <laughs> the star of the re- reunion show. I think I was very high on Gino in 2013 because uh, that I would uh, just just drafted Gino Smith. Mm. Like, I love all Genos to this day. Well, no, then then Geno <laughs> Smith happened to me. 
Yeah, I was gonna say. Now we're out on Gino Smith and Gino Walker. I might have from, named uh, the son Gino Sesternino had it turned out differently. That would have been a mistake. That would have been a bad, bad move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could have gone with Mark, um, Sanchez, Sesternino, hyphenated. I no? said Gino Sesternino has a good ring to it. I, I thought it, has that a, was, it has a ring to it. Yeah. yeah, it does have a ring. It exists. <laughs> yeah, that would have been exists. Anthony. Anthony would have been Gino Sesternino. I think he could do it. <laughs> See, I think I think Hold Anthony up. does give you Gino vibes. He does. Yeah. This would be a good nickname. You know, you are uh, Nino Brown and uh, your, your G- son Gino is Gino. And Nino. Yeah. Yeah, Gino and Nino. That'd be good. Um, <laughs> yeah. That Kurt, do you think that Giles should have signed off each episode by uh, giving some words of wisdom from the bathtub, like Rev Run? I, I I don't see that like being out of the norm for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got the one leg with the device on it, just propped out of the tub. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I can see it work. I would even like a world where Giles is giving us clues to who the killer is. So at least we care who done it, yeah. right? Like if Giles is like 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 saying like cryptic poems at the end of the every episode or yeah. something like that in the final in the final words or whatever and then at the end he's like, "Okay, you'll notice through episode 1 I said the word blue seven times and yes. this person was wearing blue socks and everybody else was wearing white socks." Well, like you know something like that. Chappelle, I, I just really want who done it to be a thing, you know? They used to have the tw- their tweets on the screen. And I, and I do yep. feel like that there was like a who done it killer Twitter account, correct, Kurt? Yes. I think uh, that's the, that's the one that was on the screen. Um separately there was like a who done it killer account with who done it spelled ironically, wrong. Ironically, the who done it killer Twitter account also blocked Chappelle. I was to say Giles <laughs> probably did or at least he will after this. There um, there was a, there was like a second like who done a killer account that where it was some part of it was spelled wrong and it was like threatening me for a good month. Hmm. Why? Because you liked who done it? I think it, they were just trying to. I, I like to tell myself that they were just trying to act uh, in character, like you're next, Kurt. I'm like, oh yeah, that's oh, okay. I'm not scared mm, at all. Report that. Kurt. Okay, yeah, we have one. I have one follower in common with the who done it killer, and that is Miles Nye. Yep, yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the Whodunit yeah. Killer has uh, 14,000 followers. Uh, it's following two people. Uh, uh, two people from the Cam- show. Cam and Chris. Yes. Um, I'm just going to guess. It's probably our final two there. Uh, because those are the two that they're following. Um, also, I'm looking at the media now. Goodness gracious, Dante's on fire. Listen, how much are y'all <laughs> getting from this joke? I'm telling you, y'all, mm-hmm. this was pre-planned. There's no way that they like, oh, Dante's fired. It's going to be a great tweet. Ask me how many other pictures they have in their media. Who? Just the one. <laughs> Just the one. They couldn't come up with a clever wordplay for anybody else. Uh, so here we are. Dante's Inferno lives on in the one media tweet from 2013. Yes. From the what do you think uh, Kurt and I named the podcast about this episode? And I say About Kurt not because I probably didn't you, consult with Kurt on the name of the podcast. Episode. It wasn't Dante's Inferno, was no. it? Okay, thank God. Who done it? Episode two: How Dante got fired. <laughs> I appreciate that. At least that's clever. Like it's different. God, I mean, that's the, the wrong show. Obviously, next week's episode: hey. How Adriana's murder was the bomb. <laughs> All right, Rob, you were phoning it in at this point. Mm. Was Sam on the payroll back then? Does it sound like a Sam? <laughs> no, definitely not. Okay, mm, right. Sam might have been mm. in high school at that point. 
Yeah, but this is right up his alley of cheesiness. <laughs> um, what what else we got? Give me more episode titles. Okay, uh, next episode. Did Don get cat scratch fever? <laughs> oh, Don. Oh, yeah, because the cougar got him. Yeah, oh, man, goals okay. again. About uh, uh, how Ulysses got off his high horse. Eh. He got I mean, he got uh, knocked off a horse. I mean, very clearly he got knocked off a horse, but how? I would like to know. Tell me. You what listen, you got? listen what to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Oh, gosh. I guess I have to. Mm-hmm. You know, and I will. And I will because I need to know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and four Here, episodes. Can, of I, actually, can, I, can so, I do one know? last thing? Uh, can I play the opening to the Who Done It episode two podcast? And let's see. Let's see sure. if, uh, <laughs> if Kurt and I, uh, how, how excited we were going into a Who Done It recap. From eight years ago. Okay, let's... Which episode? From this, this episode? One? For this yeah. episode. This episode that we talked about. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, 46 minutes. We've actually gone longer uh, this time around. Mm. Okay. Uh, here we go. Let me play this. Okay. Overpaying for shipping uh, oh, when you commercial. shop online <laughs> okay. can yes! be murder. We love a good ad. Yeah. So shop with Amazon.com and get free super saver shipping on most items when you spend most $25 items. or more and support Rob Has a Podcast when you start your shopping at robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon. You can still do that too. <laughs> Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob Has a Podcast. And now, here's the guy who will no longer be sleeping in plaid pajamas, <laughs> Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to week two of our Who Done It podcast. Oh, my God, we were spared another week. And uh, we get to come back and talk about who done it once again. And here he is, my partner in crime. Uh, well, here I- he is, uh, Mr. Kurt Clark. Hey there, Rob. How's it going? I decided I think I want to put as many puns into this podcast. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. That's that you came right out, right, right out the gate with the puns. You're like, <laughs> yeah. It's, time. I mean, it's episode two. I'm actually pretty impressed that we kind of like got the format of the showdown. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. I, I'm excited to go listen because I am going to text you all of my thoughts. Oh, Every I last love that. one, I'm going to be like, Rob, what the hell is this? You know? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. I mean, in this fairness, was, like, uh, that Kurt, uh, I think, probably has uh, much more of a recollection of what went on on Who Done It that I think that I forgot 97% of what happened on Who Done It. Uh, yeah, well, I will bug you both. That'll okay. be that'll be my 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 project. Uh, but this was fun. Yeah. Uh, I think of all the reality TV shows that we've done so 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 far, somehow this is the most absurd, and that's including I Love Money and uh, the Flavor of Love. <laughs> yeah, and Flavor of Love. Yeah, but you know, I like this one. This was a fun watch. This is like uh, like cotton candy TV. You just watch it. You don't think a lot into it. Don't think. I think a lot. I went into. Yeah, I went into it like, okay, like this is the mole. I need to determine who no. the killer is. I need to follow these clues. They started talking about benzene and all kinds of stuff. Was, uh, you lose me here. But then when you find out like, no, that stuff don't even matter. Just watch the characters, just watch, watch the shenanigans. You have a good time. And so, yeah, yeah I, this gets two thumbs up from me. Yeah, just sure. see what they do to these people. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Let's just see how they die. I'm down. Okay. Kurt, what's coming up uh, for you that I know you've been very busy talking about uh, Top Chef recently? Yeah, um, Top Chef in Portland is down to its final four. 
Um, regrouping with uh, Haley and Latanya on Sunday to cover that. I think we've got a couple more episodes uh, before we get to the end there. I know that the following week we have uh, one of the former winners uh, supposedly being able to join us. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Um, But yeah, we spent probably about, I'd say, you know, especially now that we're at the tail end of it, we spent about, you know, two thirds of the episode talking about the episode and the other third just talking about what did we speak so. You know, Chappelle, you talk a lot about uh, different shows, uh, but, yeah. you know, Kurt then ends up, like, befriending the contestants from a lot of different shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like that. There have been several times we've talked about a host or a person on the Rewind where I've thought, I could DM them. They'd probably respond. You yeah. know, I, I famously made friends with Gandhi last year. Yeah. Well, this year? This year? Yeah. This year? This year? Yeah, we're cool. So, you know, I could see myself reaching but, out to Giles, maybe, and yeah, seeing if Giles Gandhi will follow me back. Does dinner for you? Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some time. I'll work on it. Yeah. But does Cam cook dinner for you, Kurt? Oh, no, not yet. Not yet. Okay, see, we we have tasks. We have some goals. No, but you've, <laughs> uh, you know, gone and seen a lot of the different Top Chef uh, contestants. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been to some of their, their, their uh, different restaurants, um, like one in Philly, one in Dallas, one in L.A., uh, Who would you go see in Dallas? Uh, John Tesar at Knife. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good food. Cool. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Maybe, Rob, should we be talking about Top Chef on the uh, RHAP Rewind? Um, I don't, it's, I'm not not a, re- it's not a rewind if it's still going on, is yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Because some of these shows have been on for 40 years and just should not be on. They shouldn't be shows anymore, but they still are. I'm looking at you loving hip hop and all of, you know, the mm-hmm. basketball wives and yeah. all of the ha- real housewives. Like, you know, so there's it, a merit to going back and, and yeah. looking at where, where we've come from. Nobody likes to hear me talk about food. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, no, you don't like to hear you talk about, talk about food. food. People I, love asking you about yeah, food. Yeah, because I, I, I just, I feel like, eh, it's yeah, fine. It's, it's yeah. something that has to happen. Listen, Rob, there's a crazy restaurant wars that you got to get into, but we restaurant don't have to talk wars? about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like justice for Trey. Anyway, yeah, it's it's one of those episodes where you don't have to talk about the food. You know, mm-hmm. there's some drama in Top Chef too. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Okay. Uh, Chappelle, what are you working on these days? I think this is it. This is it. Yeah. So, Fear the Walking Dead is over. Yes. It, yeah. Ring the bell, please. Is there any uh, Walking Dead that's currently happening right now? Nope. We get a, a Walking Dead reprieve oh. for the time being. It feels so good. Uh, I enjoy talking about the show, but this show has done some things to your boy in these last couple weeks and months. There, I'm just like, ah, ooh, I need to protect my peace a little bit more. Yes. So, I'm going to yes. take this Walking Dead break and uh, and enjoy it. Um, but nah, Rob, I'm just hanging out with you every week uh, until you tell me not to. Okay. All right. Uh, well, this was great fun getting to talk about who done it. Uh, of course, uh, we had a, a record-setting podcast this week on Wednesday night talking about the 17th best season of Survivor. That would be Survivor Co-Wrong. Mm-hmm. Went the and distance. I'm almost, I'm almost through it. I think I have like... Uh, an hour and 18 minutes left. Yes. But I'm, I'm through the good parts. I think I, we, what, you get it to the final tribal council, like an hour and 18 minutes left. Yeah. I, I think, think I'm an hour, like, I think I'm an hour and 18 headlines. minutes into it. Yeah. And then we, yeah. and then we go back through it. So yeah, there's basically like two versions of the podcast. Like you could probably just l- listen to like the first hour of uh, each one and sort of like get the top stories and then we'll go through the whole thing. Yeah. So you choose your own adventure listen. with the, with the uh, top 40 countdown. But 
That being said, we are in uh, the warp drive mode of that we are getting ready for the 16th best season coming up on Monday night, talking about Survivor San Juan del Sur. So uh, we'll be on the lookout for that coming up on Monday night. Also this week, uh, we did a outwit out play out list, uh, with, uh, Mike Bloom and Scott Chernoff talking about, uh, Survivor's greatest catchphrases. Also did a bonus podcast this week talking about celebrity dating game. Chappelle, did you, uh, check that out this week? Celebrity dating game? No, I just come off the uh, like the Bachelorette wrap up, and so I yeah. had I had to come off of the dating thing Protect for just piece. a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. But I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I heard you had a good guest on that one. Yes, uh, it was uh, Ali and Akiva. Yeah, I mean you can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that. So um, great stuff going on. Uh, check it all out at Rob has a website dot com and also a brand new podcast just my archetype from uh hannah shapiro uh talking to the embodiment of different survivor archetypes each week on her brand new podcast at rob is a website dot com chappelle do we have any uh hints about what's uh coming up next uh sam and i are working on scheduling when it comes to like um you know uh certain shows and so we're still working out the kinks you okay. know trying to figure out what we do i have some ideas I just got to find some good links and then maybe reach out to a couple of the, uh, a couple of the other podcasts and see if they want to join us. If not, I think we can handle it, Rob. What, okay. What's your take on beekeepers, Chappelle? I mean, uh, like I'm agnostic to them. They exist and I okay. acknowledge it. Yeah. I'm just curious if you've seen Utopia. That's all. Yeah. Uh, I remember oh. Utopia. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, Would you ever watch Utopia? If you want to, we could do it. Is oh, that it, might is be really fun. Is it, yeah, Kurt, is it available anywhere? I don't. I'd have to look. I don't know. It's the. Uh, I, I found that clip of uh, Jake, uh, the beekeeper, many times on YouTube. But it's just the clip. Like I can, I can see if I can find this, all six of the episodes. See if they're anywhere out there. Yeah. Yeah. My quick Google search says Amazon Prime Video, so maybe it is. But who oh, knows? Are you, you have to probably deep dive into. It. No, it looks like you can watch episode one right now on. Um, yeah, this yeah on Amazon Prime. That's what it looks like. Okay, I mean the the 2013-14, you know, Clark Curse season is is rife with possibilities. Mm-hmm. But don't, yeah. don't oh, that was all one summer, board. right? Who done it and uh, Utopia? Uh, no, uh, Utopia was the following year. Uh, yeah, uh, Opposite Worlds was then January of 2014. The Quest was summer of 2014, and Utopia was fall of 2014. Wow. So yeah. is that the whole list of shows you you killed? Pretty much. Yeah, I, you know, there's some give or take whether or not I was responsible for Big Brother UK leaving. But Kurt killed more than the Who Done It Killer. Basically, yeah. Then we just preemptively identify which shows aren't going to last. And yeah, then and then he could them. just come in and like do like a quick hit on like Million Dollar Mile. Right. Yeah. Well, just, what was the? God, I can't remember the uh, um, the Spy Games one. That I guess went the whole season and isn't coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, we don't get a season two of Candy Crush. No, <laughs> no. Okay, correct. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Yeah, you killed this. All right. Also, that Who Done It was not the reality show. That was the John Cusack film. Okay, in case you were looking for something to watch in your leisure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we'll see about U- Utopia, the reality show. All right. Well, thank you so much for checking out uh, this week of the RHAP Rewind. We'll be back next week uh, to talk some more. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.
Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work, but you know it's easy bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to geico.com. Get a quote. See how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today.